with the fifth edition. Join our various gaming groups as we play the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And maybe just hang out and chat about gaming in general. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here. And Kelly. Welcome back to day 15 of the D&D 30 Day Challenge. We are at the 50% mark. Woohoo! Or the bloodied level. <laughs> or the glass half full, as the case may be. And more importantly, it's Friday. So happy freaking Friday, people. Yay. The work week is over. We've got daggers tomorrow. We've got fun stuff happening. Got one of my games. I think Star Wars is tomorrow night. I have to check the calendar. It's Star Wars or it's Android. One of the groups. Really should check that. I definitely think it's Star Wars. But I digress. I mean, just because in Star Wars, Lord Vader looked like an undead monster... <laughs> you like that? You like that? We all know Palpatine was an undead monster. So uh, for the 15th day of the 30-day challenge, it is your favorite undead monster. This one was hard. I don't really have a favorite undead monster. What? Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, uh, I don't know. Um. When I was young, I I did like mummies, um, because they were so easy to catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was like, your favorite wait, one. To wait, burn. I have a torch. We all have a torch, <laughs> and okay, we just lit them all on fire. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Because there's nothing worse than lighting it on fire than watching it run away in a panic. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess then I would have to say mummy. <laughs> but although, although, I did have uh, my fourth edition ranger, because then you had the preferred quarry. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, She, her preferred quarry was undead. Um, and it was because her father was killed by undead so any undead she just like hated with the passion <laughs> flames flames on the side of her face um and so i guess that i mean my my that character had a uh what well, actually she just preferred to kill undead it didn't have a specific type <laughs> 
because there were lots that had had taken you know invaded the village it wasn't just but i think it was actually a white that got her dad ah see now you're talking see that's totally my favorite uh undead is the whites not only is it you know it's got that cool flavor from (laughs) remember stargate atlantis you know the life-draining aliens that were literally like whites but uh the fact that whites are completely intelligence, and that's W-I-G-H-T for those that don't know. Basically, it's a undead that is completely intelligent, knows that it is undead, acknowledges that it's undead, is low enough level that it can actually be used against low-level player characters, which is great because it means you can throw them into the game early. Mm-hmm. And it's smart enough to basically talk to the player characters instead of just try to kill them. And the fact that if it touches something and sucks all its life out, it creates undead that usually will listen to it. Just saying, there's something nice about making your own instant army. Minions! Yep. <laughs> and uh, and there are different kinds of whites. I mean, there's there's the martial kinds, there's the, the, the caster kinds. You can make all kinds of different flavor texts for whites. I mean, there's a few different fluff books that have some really good combinations of whites. I actually had in an old back in the olden days i actually had a uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse that the four horsemen were whites mm. and basically the the four of them would split up and when they come together it's the sign of the apocalypse and uh, each one of the whites was a different race because you can totally do that with whites yeah just because, you know, the picture shows them all human-looking or elf-looking, you can totally pick different races. Because that way it became, basically, these were immortal undead whites from different eras. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and, and each one was, in their particular shtick, they were the greatest of that one. You know, it's I sort of see a lot of the ta- the, the telltale signs of their stuff taken from, like, the ghoul empire now. There's there's a few fluff books that have an empire full of ghouls, the intelligent ones. You know, like the abysmal I say, because ghouls. ghouls typically aren't. Mm-hmm. Most ghouls are your, your typical grave body robbing, you know, sleazy creatures that live in the underground avoiding light and eating the dead safe remnants of people. Yeah. One step up above zombie. But then you get like the abysmal ghouls that are like upgraded versions that are like the badass versions of ghouls. But I'm still not a big fan of them. But whites are nice because I could totally do a white wearing a disguise. Like you put on a ring of disguise and boom, walk through the city gates as a normal person. You could be a white that sells your services as a mercenary because guess what? You're you're an intelligent undead. You don't have to be, you know jerk about things you can just be an undead guy who does things actually i had i mean it was a completely different game system and stuff she was technically undead i guess you could say um (laughs) yeah and and she would kill you know but only bad people And the nice thing is when you, when you make an undead, make it more than just a one dimensional undead. Like, like with vampires, when you do vampire spawns, yes, they're the, the, like in rifts and palladium, you would call them the, the wild vampires. You know, they're the, the savage monsters, but then you've got like Strahd, you know, the, the Dracula level vampire that is super scary and 
really difficult to maintain in a game because, let's be honest, he can wipe out the group if he really wanted to. Oh, yeah. I lost uh, a few characters to uh, um, the original Strahd um, uh, module when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, and let's be honest, if any GM was playing him as he would be, you could totally wipe out your group like 30 times over. And it has to be a social encounter with him to, to stand your ground. Just say it, you know, because mm-hmm. you, know, you got to do, do do some cool stuff. Yeah. And, of course, I totally just pulled up the stats for a white. So uh, just to give you an idea, it's a medium undead, net neutral evil. The beauty is your neutral evil. And, of course, let's be honest, all alignments are generic. They can be tweaked if need be because I could totally see some, some scholar being turned into a white to protect his knowledge. I mean, if you could pick what undead you want to become, whites are a great one. Uh, they have sunlight sensitivity, but that's a norm for undead. The disadvantage on attack rolls and wisdom saves in daylight. So you just live in the bunker, that's all. <laughs> Multi-attack, you've got life drain, which is plus four to hit, 1d6 plus two necrotic damage. Target must make a DC 13 con saving throw, or its maximum hit points is reduced by an amount equal to the damage taken. The nice thing with that is uh, they have to finish a long rest to recover that. So you can literally whittle them down because they cannot be healed that past that number that's now shrunk. Mm-hmm. And a human slain by this attack rises 24 hours later as a zombie under the white's control unless the humanoid is restored to life or its body is destroyed. And of course, um, spare the dying. You know, we spare the dying. Yes, my one of my favorite cleric mm-hmm. cantrips. The white can have no more than twelve zombies under its control at a time. Now, note it says no more than twelve. So you know what that happens when you make a new zombie. Number one gets to walk off and be a wild zombie. Now, <laughs> doesn't say it crumbles well, or dust or anything. It just means it's no longer listening to it. So what is scarier than a horseman of the apocalypse that's got, you know, a dozen zombies listening to it? That is kind of, yeah, no. <laughs> and one thing I always like in the stats, it's got uh, attack with a long sword, one-handed, two-handed, or a long bow. So they acknowledge that, yes, these uh, intelligent undead have no problem using a bow. Well, they are intelligent, so. Mm-hmm. And of course, let's let's not forget that they're immune to poisons, so you could totally use poison gas as a thing around them. Oh, that's that's just diabolical. I mean, it's all about using your abilities, and if you're immune to poison, well, time to start acting like a dwarf. <laughs> Everything around me is poison. Look, it's World of Warcraft. It's Undercity. Everything is green and poisonous. <laughs> Because that's just the way it is. I will, by the way, totally show out, throw out that uh, my second favorite undead is, of course, going to be the uh, wraiths. Because, you know, what's cooler than having intangible shadows that try to kill your party? Yeah, but or maybe I'm thinking Lich, uh, that if you get hit by one, you lose a level. Uh, that's the old wraiths. 
Yeah, because I'm like, fuck that noise. <laughs> yeah, thankfully they're they're not as bad as they used to be. But the cool thing with the wraiths is one nice thing is when the wraith kills one of your party members, the party member rises as a wraith. And there's nothing worse than when your party member rises as a, a unholy undead and now cannot be resurrected. Because that's where wraiths are ridiculous. And again, that's also another lower level bad guy you can throw at your party. It's tougher than a white because obviously it's, I mean, just to give you an idea for a wraith. It's challenge level is five, so you should be fifth level taking one on. It has incorporeal movement. So if you're in a dungeon basement where it's single file, this thing can totally be running through walls, just to let you know. Uh, it does have sunlight sensitivity. It has a life drain that's a lot more powerful than a white's. It's 4d8 plus 3 necrotic damage. Yeah, it's and, fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. It's basically like the incorporeal upgrade of the Wraith. Because it has that same constitution saving throw or your hit point maximum is reduced by that amount. And having 48 plus 3 of your hit points chunked away, even if 5th level, you're down to a withered husk, you know. Yeah. This is why I don't like undead. Mm-hmm. And of course, their evil abilities create specter. The wraith targets a humanoid within 10 feet of it that has been dead for no longer than a minute and died violently. The target's spirit rises as a specter in the space of its corpse or its nearest unoccupied space. The <laughs> specter is under the wraith's control. The wraith can have no more than seven specters under its control at one time. Though if I have to go up against uh, undead, I do prefer to be a cleric when that happens. Because <laughs> at you least s- you have that turn. Uh-huh. It's it's the Channel the low turn dead. <laughs> lower levels make them all run away in fear. Higher levels make Destroy them just go piffle. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, my it still comes back to I like wraiths the best. I mean, I like uh, whites the best because y- your players can you know actually interact with them, which is kind of spooky compared to the others, you know. I mean, yes, the the wraiths are intelligent and can communicate whatever language they spoke in deaths, but whites can actually be convinced because they're they're not evil, you know, evil. They're neutral evil. Yeah, I mean, they're just trying to live their own life, right? (laughs) They're just trying to live their best on life. That's it. Exactly. Of course, it comes at the cost of the living, but hey. <laughs> Sometimes you got to you gotta drink somebody dry for life force. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, of course, you know, there is always the lich, but it, let's be honest, as liches go, they're way too high level. And, again, it goes back to the vampire thing. If they're played correctly, you're fighting something that's nigh immortal, that's mastered many levels. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those, if the lich really wanted to, to screw with you, we would literally have the, you know, Tomb of Horrors, where the Lich yeah. makes an unbeatable tomb to fuck with people and consume souls on a regular basis. Because, you know, instead of draining life force, he drains souls. Because why? Because dude's got to eat, right? Bro's got to finish those spells. <laughs> 
adventure party DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like that lousy lich in the D and D movie from years gone. You know, the one that hands away the dragon rod and crumbles to nothing. I'm like, what? Wow. What was that? That wasn't lich, no one. Please. <laughs> And it wasn't like the Lich King from WoW who brings sexy back for liches. Oh, please, Arthas is a... <laughs> See, in my opinion, Arthas is more of a, a white than a, than a lich. Arthas is a douche. Because he's still nice and fleshy. He's just really pasty, you know. So you could totally have a uh, Paladin of Conquest white that's all about, you know, taking over the world. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you find out, as the paladin in the party, that when you were told your father died fighting the menace of the necromancer, and his one general rose from the piles of his enemies, you find out that the, that white is actually your father. Dun, dun, dun! And he says, Lucius, I am your father. <laughs> and you go, no! <laughs> and he says, shut up, I didn't raise a whiny bird. You mean he's the son of a lich? <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden we find out that Leia's this big badass warrior princess. <laughs> That's awesome. Who ends up marrying the rogue. <laughs> of course. And then the white meets them all at the dinner hall and says, I want you to all come shoot and eat dinner with me. Don't worry. I'll eat later. <laughs> Pray I do not alter the menu further. further. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can totally take your Star Wars and turn it into Dungeons and Dragons because Star Wars is really just Excalibur with a few extra characters thrown in there. <laughs> Come on, it's totally Excalibur. Mm-mm. Especially when you see Luke looking at the lightsaber, going, "What is this?" <laughs> he would have put it. He would have just, you know, <laughs> put that through his. <laughs> you gave the kid a lightsaber. Of course, he ended up hurting himself. <laughs> to which nowadays, if you watched the current Disney Plus series, I should have stuck with the girl. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, so I think we, uh, we, we litched the heck out of that. I mean, you know, honorable mention goes to skeleton because I'm sure at this point over 10,000 skeletons has been killed in every adventure. (laughs) It is the go-to throw, you know, newbie mob. Yep. Uh, As it brings back to mind that meme for the Jason and the Argonauts one. Uh huh. Where he's like, Ha! I cut your arm. What? No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I totally cut your arm. He's like, no, I don't have muscles. You can't. Then how does your body stay together? I don't know. Hey, Steve, how do our bodies stay? Oh, we have necromantic tendrils keeping our bones together. But the important question is, how can I see that we don't have tendons? What? (laughs) Yes, when you start peeling back the layers, it all falls apart like a pile of bones. Uh, all the old Corman films and, you know, skeletons. Skeletons. You can never beat an army of skeletons, especially as a GM when you can field an army of them and still have your players, like, massacre the ah, crap out of them. 
the skeletons and movies and stuff go back, you know, even to Georges Millet. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing funner as a GM describing you see the hallway with, you know, piles of skeletons. And your players will always, after the first time you get them with this, always look at piles of skeletons different ways. Yeah. You kick it to see if it's going to move. <laughs> yep. Then you, you've just turned your players to a bunch of weirdos to go walking over desiccating corpses by kicking them to see if they move. <laughs> And then you get all these fun Army of Darkness references. Which, uh, by the way, I was just thinking of that. If you've never seen Army of Darkness, go see Army <laughs> of Darkness. Campy, undead versus kingdom and fantasy. Come on, it's totally D&D with a boomstick. Yeah, it's like Evil Dead 3 or something. This right? is what happens when the artificer from Eberron gets popped through a magic portal and ends up in regular Greyhawk D&D. <laughs> Listen here, you primates. This is my, this is my boom boomstick. <laughs> no, I said, if any of you primates touches me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I used to have a... Uh, remember when, back when Windows... Uh, oh, God, which one? Well, I forget which one, version of Windows uh, um, had the themes and stuff that you could oh, put. You know, yeah. and it, would, it would do the sounds and it would do everything. I had the Evil Dead. That was like six or, or seven. Not the Evil Dead, the Army of Darkness one. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you'd get email or something. It'd be, you know, quick. It's a trap. Get it quick. Get an axe. <laughs> you know. It's a trap. Get my axe. Give me some sugar, baby. Give me some sugar, baby. You know, and had the background and then the little icons and stuff would be mm-hmm. that Monty Python's Holy Grail. And I, will, and I will totally say, if you've watched the Doctor Strange 2 into you know, Madness of the Multiverse, and you have not seen Army of Darkness, you need to go see Army of Darkness, and you'll totally get references that Rainy put, Rainy put in those. Because mm-hmm. he totally snuck back a bunch of references. <laughs> Okay, so I think we've 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 peeled back the the grave enough. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think the subject's dead. <laughs> Just let it die. Just let it die. And by the way, undead horses. Never be afraid to use undead horses. When it says animate skeleton, it doesn't have to be a humanoid. <laughs> Just saying. Make for an uncomfortable ride, though. Super bony. <laughs> But come on, we've played Undead and WoW. We know it's all about the dead. Okay, are we resurrecting this? <laughs> I guess we're we're not resurrecting, but we are raising this. <laughs> look who's only mostly dead. <laughs> ah, look on that so much. And of course, as a GM, never be afraid to use Undead because it is nice to screw with your players. It's undead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, I will throw out in Dungeons and, Dr- and Dread since we decided, you know, I told them ahead of time since the, the negative plane is so much closer to this reality's place that, it, you know, he, in that world, humans regularly make sure cremation's the thing because if you bury a corpse, it just might get right back up. I mean, there's literally a, a 33% chance that a corpse will raise as some kind of undead. And when our group murdered a family, yeah, a revenant popped up, which, by the way, is my number third place because it's nice to use a revenant to get revenge on your players for murdering them because <laughs> there's a certain irony there. Yeah. Like, again, if you saw Army of Darkness, Ash's dead self is totally a revenant. Well, no. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's got one. And the nice thing with the Revenants, they've got one year to kill their murderer, and then they disappear when they succeed or if they fail. Sally forth. Sally forth. (laughs) And, you know, just have fun with the undead. Just don't overdo it like we have tonight. (laughs) And then check out Flame Skulls, because Flame Skulls are awesome. (laughs) <laughs> come on magical green flaming skulls that you can populate your dungeon with to scare people when they see a torch moving with a skull shape in it yep and it casts spells so it's low level worthy and an army of them is even better kill a college full of magic students and turn their heads into flame skulls <laughs> there are so many things you can do <laughs> alrighty guys it is Friday we, we have Found out our game tonight has been canceled for Android for our cops game, but we will still uh, basically catch up on some rest. It'll be nice. Get this edited and posted. And tomorrow get to play some D&D and Sunday play something. There's something happening Sunday. I think it's it's not Star Wars. That was last week. Goblins of the group's up for it. I still have to send them a message to see if they're up for the Goblins of Conquest group too. Which, by the way, we do have a seat open. Hmm. I'll think about it. Yeah, but baby, that's the 9 o'clock on Sunday night one. sorry. Yep. Ah, That's what I was going to say, baby. That's after Kelly bedtime. I get up oh so early in the morning. But I will totally mention that you need to read the Iron Kingdoms book. Because this fall, that game is starting. You know, the... D and D with lots of undead. They have a D. They have an undead in Iron Kingdoms that is a gunslinger with two pistols. <laughs> He's basically, if you were to take Ghost Rider and give him a pair of pistols. Cool. Because you did get to play a little bit of the pistoleroness of Iron Kingdoms. Yep. I, I played a gun mage. One of the only settings I appreciate guns in because they really did magic it up a lot. Okay. I'm staking this in the heart. Which means I can come back if someone just pulls out the wood. No, no, no. Okay, guys. Uh, we will call it a night. Food has arrived, so we must get some nom-noms on. Uh, it's still Shark Week. Change of subject. See how I'm all ADD now that I'm out of work? So uh, we will call that a, a night as Kelly is sighing as only audio can pick up. <laughs> That was not torrential rain, which, by the way, was raining, too. So have a good night, guys. Get some D&D on. It's the weekend. Make the most of your weekend. May all your dice come up big fat 20s. That's your cue to say good night. Good night. Good night, guys. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash CPPN to never miss a show or stream.